And welcome back to the morning show. Is she going to be rehired or fired? That's the question we're all wondering. Of course, talking about Police Chief C.J. Davis, who will be grilled again, I expect, in front of the city council at 3.30 today. Let's ask a former city council member, Frank Colvette, who is no longer going to be grilling the police chief, but I know he has some thoughts. So, Frank, welcome back to the morning show. First of all, are you surviving? And, and this boil water advisory, you're drinking all right? Ben, uh, I am surviving. Uh, you know, we go through these things. Uh, all this uh, global warming uh, last week was uh, kind of rough, man, skating to work like that. I know. I know. I thought the same exact thing. We are going to have to get more snow plows because the opposite is happening. They tell us that we're going to burn our world up if we keep on driving regular cars and using gas stoves. But it seems to be doing the exact opposite. But uh, we'll, we'll continue following that and hit another story because uh, a lot of our listeners are very interested in how tonight goes down or this evening rather. And I want you to just give us kind of the the ropes of what could take place. There's a couple options. You have some city council members that change their votes. As you know, seven voted against keeping the police chief, six in favor of the police chief. Or what else happens? Does she resign? Well, Ben, and, and as always, thank you for having me on. Um, this is a tough vote because, you know, in all my time on the council, the police chief has always been grilled, even if they're loved or beloved. Um, in this case, you have a police chief that, you know, I guess when I compare her and I see folks like Doug McGowan, who is always there, always out in the public, always out working hard, you know, and then I see a police chief who, who seems scripted has yeah. is very stiff. And what I see happening is, is it will come back up in front of the council today, three thirty, the full council. And the way that works is she needs to have uh, those seven votes. In other words, she needs to have one vote flip to support her. Now, if it fails, then technically the mayor has no police chief. He has to declare the office vacant. Now, he could resubmit her, uh, but I think that's, you know, on a, a vote like this, I think the mayor has to be very, very careful. If Paul doesn't have all seven votes, and I mean locked in, mm. Pecker High Water locked in, he really needs to consider cutting bait. Now, there's another option on the table, and this is something the council has been, uh, it's a habit as of late. The council could put the vote, i.e. hold on that question and kick it out another two weeks to see what's going on. Um, I don't, the rumor is that I've heard is, is that one vote has flipped and that CJ will get confirmed today. Uh, we're just not going to know. And I would probably actually say it's more like if the vote just can't flip, then they're going to hold it. Um, I, I think the least possible scenario is that the council votes and votes to reject her in terms of what could probably happen. I see a, a hold or a passing more probably. Really interesting that you compare leadership styles between the police chief and Doug McGowan because he is effective. He is a 
critical leader in our city and he's he's passed the test really if you look at how how our lights have been staying on i know there are some problems with our water pumps but he has been transparent about that and has discussed ways that they're making improvements on that actively why do you think this is ending the way that it is for police chief cj davis even if she does keep her job where the rank and file do not trust what did she do was it the fact that she lost her gun it was stolen from her car not following the policing ordinance though she says that she ultimately did that what happened to her yeah you you bring up a great point uh she really fumbled that question of did she enforce the council's ordinance on preemptive stops? And did she try to throw former Mayor Jim Strickland under the bus in the process? You know, she really fumbled as far as did she enforce it? Was she told not to enforce it? Was it kind of a wink and nod, don't enforce it? And yet, interestingly enough, the Democrats, liberals on the council that pushed hardest for that ordinance are voting for her. That's the part that I find fascinating is that, you know, it's, it's, uh, we want this, but we're going to accept somebody who has blatantly said she's not enforcing it. So I, I, I'm kind of enjoying as a conservative watching our liberal friends, uh, it to be in such a huge pickle. But I would further say there's a leadership style at work here. And that is, and what's always impressed me about Doug is that he's not just a get it done and follow the steps. You see the ice on his boots, the snow on the bottom of his boots. You don't see him, you know, in a, a perfectly mm-hmm. creased suit all the time. You see him out there working, working hard, and making sure that everyone is aware of exactly what he's doing. You know, we just don't see that here. People want to know that their police care about them and that they're there to do a job. and scripted public events don't cut it it just simply doesn't work yeah yeah and jerry green we played some audio she is the new city councilwoman in your district um and she said very similar she's like i see the powerpoints i see the data that you bring here but the reality is we're not safe in our city and and that's not just perception it is actual reality if you look at our homicide record uh this story is maybe one of the problems facing the memphis police department because They take a big old trip. The city of Memphis sent some employees down to the beaches of San Juan, Puerto Rico. And apparently it was to, and I remember. (laughs) They didn't invite, Ben, why didn't they invite us? You and I have gone down there and found somebody to recruit and hire. Well, because I don't know, Frank, unless you can rap out some Spanish real quick, you're not bilingual. Are you? I am not bilingual, and I would never approve a trip like that. <laughs> uh, we were, you know, when I was on council, we weren't informed of that. And again, it's just one more nail in the liberal coffin that they would spend fifty grand on what turned out to be an utterly ridiculous, pointless trip, and they're going to basically uh, rehire the person that oversees that. Frank, I mean, you look at it, you had 300 people, I guess the Puerto Ricans show up to the job fair, which who who could blame these people? I mean, the catering bill was $15,000. Unfortunately, no one signed their name on the dotted line that they wanted <laughs> that they wanted to leave the balmy breezes of, of Puerto Rico and come to Memphis, Tennessee. 
And if you look at who actually was sent on that trip, they sent several bilingual employees. Okay, sure. But none of those were the heads of their department. So I guess I'm not shocked that they didn't send their best, but it goes back to the priorities of this city, and there's no return on that investment. It's pretty appalling. Uh, I emphatically agree, and that's, you know, and as you and I talked so many times off the air uh, when I was serving, it, those are the kinds of things that made me just lose my mind you know, again, it goes back to leadership. You can show us all the graphs and and tell us you need this and this, you know, but at some point the buck stops with the leader. And in this point, what we need are more police officers. What we need is good leadership. And the mayor, Paul Young, now doubling down on C.J. Davis, you know, we've got to think also going forward, let's say – Chief Davis passes. Let's say she 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 is up to uh, re up to be police chief. Okay, you know Mayor Young is now saddled with her. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about what goes forward and moves down the chessboard, how do you go forward with someone that was head of the police department during Tyree Nichols that had had her police uh, her service weapon stolen? Okay, how do you move? forward with that and the planning and equally important equally important and this is our conversation for next time what is her future plan that's the part i've never heard in terms of okay you get the job you keep the job now what are you going to do how are you going to make us more safe that i have not heard yet i've talked to a lot of folks downtown memphis and they do not want to come on the station go on the record and i don't blame them because they want their leases renewed and they say when you walk down beale street and i live right off beale street those officers are not being directed and this is not an attack on mpd we love our officers but the the top brass there is a vacuum in leadership where they send the sheriff department and the deputies down there and those deputies are out for business they don't mess and i can't tell you how many times you walk downtown and you know again i'm trying to be careful but those officers just seem a little bit directionless and that is very similar to the things that have been shared with me off the record where these business owners they want the officers to enforce the law they're not babysitters we don't have the luxury of that right now but it goes back to again where is she going to take the department if her hide is saved? Um, last thing that I did want to address with you, and I know we're running out of time, and you mentioned that city council members will also get an update on Memphis Light, Gas, and Water and their response to the recent winter storm. Here is Doug McGowan talking about how they will improve the water pump systems throughout the city, some of the recent investments they've made. He also adds the utility company is producing 20% more water compared to two years ago. Take a listen. We have a plan to put about five new wells in, which will add more capacity. I think colder temperatures are here to stay, so we'll be talking about what we can do in the future to add new capacity to help serve customers, what recommendations we might have for customers to help with burst pipes and avoid those in the future. How would you grade the response by Doug McGowan, the utility company, with this storm? Excellent. Think of it this way. We, we, the voters passed a half-cent sales tax increase. 
What have we gotten from the police? Because that's what it was for. We passed an increased billing in MLG and W. Doug is clearly stating the plan, the plan that MLG and W, the associates came up with, the plan that they are implementing. Equally important, if you are a policeman, do you feel like C.J. Davis has your back? Mm. If you are an MLG and W associate who has bought into this plan, is part of this plan, do you feel like Doug McGowan has your back? This is the difference in leadership, clearly. Now, is it perfect? No. Is MLG and W perfect? No. Never will be. No business is. But he is out there clearly outlining the steps they're taking. He is showing the progress. He is keeping us up to speed. Look, my power didn't go out. Now, granted, granted, the water is, the situation is very frustrating. But he telegraphed it. He let us know what was going on. And he has kept us all up to speed and is working the solution. Could not be a clear contrast in leadership styles and results. All right. Going to leave it there. Well said, my friend. Frank, get studying on that Rosetta Stone. Learn some Spanish next time they take a trip. <laughs> maybe maybe they'll send us, my friend. <laughs> well, sounds awesome. I, I've recruited before. Let's go. All right, let's do it. Frank Colvett, everyone. Great former city council member and a great voice in this city. All right, we're going to take a break. More on the other side. Give us a shout. 901-260-5926. We see your comments rolling in this morning, and you'll have your say on the morning show when we come back.